So I have a story that happened to me and my friends. To set the scene, we were on a Boy Scout camping slash shooting trip. There were 30 of us. We were in a little cabin thing with windows on the front and back, and a front and back door. There were wooden tables all around the area. The adult cabin, with the bathroom, was about an eighth of a mile down a gravel road in the dark. There was obviously a buddy system, because it's Boy Scouts. So it's around midnight, and everyone had been telling scary stories, like normal camping trips. Well, I had to go to the bathroom, and asked my friend to come along. He said sure, and he got our knives, we knew that there were bears in the woods, and it made us feel safer. Well, we went to the bathroom, and began our walk back. This is where it got scary. I felt an instinctual, not sure if that's the right word, fear. I looked to my friend, and he had the same look as me. We begin to walk a little faster, and unfold our pocket knives. I then turn around, and see it. It looked similar to a cat, but it was six feet tall, and was on its hind legs, kinda hunched over. I freaked the heck out, and started running. My friend sees it too, and we sprint back to the cabin. It began making a moaning slash howling noise, it was somewhere between the two, and followed us slowly. We pound on the door, and the guys let us in. We tell them what we saw, and they actually believed us. So we locked the front door, and look at the back door. It had no lock. We pushed a table up against it, and had a kid there with his knife, for safety. We draw the blinds on all the windows that had them, one of them didn't, and we sat there, with all the lights on. Then we see the eyes outside of the windows without blinds. We all are shitting ourselves, and the thing slowly walked to the back door. We heard it bumping up against it, maybe trying to open it, we think. It then left, but we still thought we were going to die. No one slept. When the adults came to wake us up, we told them and they laughed and said we were making it up. We know it happened, even if they don't believe us. In the 80s my cousin was on a camping trip with his wife. It wasn't a busy day for camping, and according to my cousin the ranger told them that they were the only ones camping there that night. Anyways, so it's getting late, and my cousin said he spots something across the lake. He thought it was a bear standing, so he grabs his binoculars. It was sort of like a bear, but it was standing up on its legs. He said it wasn't a bear, because it had a face, like 70-year-old man, and the fur was longer than a bear. He thought maybe it was someone in a suit. It disappeared quickly, whatever it was. He was spooked, and wanted to leave to the park immediately. His wife thought he was being ridiculous, though, and just having an overactive imagination. She had brought a shotgun and insisted that they be fine if anything happened. Anyway, so that night everything is going fine, until my cousin is awakened by footsteps. His wife is still asleep, but he doesn't want to wake her. He just tries to keep as still and quiet as possible. 
A figure approaches the tent. My cousin said he was positioned so that his head was on the corner of the tent. This figure leans down and gently presses its hands around the corner of the tent, so the figure is basically putting its hands around my cousin's head. I don't remember how long he said this lasted, but this figure eventually left. My cousin said it smelled like mechanical things, like someone working on a car, although he heard no car. They next morning, everything at the campsite was untouched. No problems at all. My cousin didn't mention anything about finding footprints. There wasn't any evidence that someone had been there. He eventually went and researched the area, and discovered that their camping area is supposedly a hotspot for Bigfoots and such. He firmly believes that he saw some kind of Sasquatch. I'm not sure if I believe him, if anything I always thought it was just a person messing him. I actually have several other stories, but I didn't want the post to drag on, and I thought it would be too overwhelming. I swear, I'm just telling you the story my cousin told me, not making anything up. Finally a chance to tell my story. About 10 years ago my family and I were up in the White Mountains of Arizona to cut down our Christmas tree. My dad was driving our truck with my grandpa in the front seat, and my mom and sister in the back seat. I was in the bed of the truck along with our family's German short-haired pointer. We were driving along a forest road, and all of the sudden my dog starts barking and growling. So I look to see what it is, thinking it is maybe a bear or mountain lion. What I saw was a tall dark figure walking parallel to the road about about 60 to 70 yards away. I yelled at my dad to stop the truck. When I told him I think I see Bigfoot he just laughed and continued to drive. When I looked back to get another look at it, the figure had changed directions and was walking away from the road. The last thing I saw was the thing's head disappearing down a hill. To this day I still do not have an explanation for what I saw. Every time the situation comes up my dad always makes me tell everyone my story, just so he can laugh at it. I saw a large, upright walking ape with clearly defined, swinging arms and an upright stance. It was way in backcountry Montana, and quick cameras slash phones weren't a thing yet, so obviously most are skeptical. Usually, I get laughed at. And then people tell me it must have been a bear. I always hear the bear explanation. But anyone who has seen a bear walking upright knows that it could never be confused for an ape. I think what throws most people off is that they excuse the notion as pure fantasy straight off, and then when they hear a person they consider to be scientifically and logically minded me say something like that, it sounds like they're joking. While I do agree that, despite my own personal experience, I did not believe in Bigfoot before this. More evidence should be found before we put Sasquatch as a new species. I think the public should have more of an open mind about it. Not the first time that legend has become reality, and in pine forests with dense underbrush and trees, something that size could walk three meters from you and go unnoticed. I was lucky enough to see it in the open. 
Edit. Addressing some major counterarguments. Because I got in an argument with someone in a different place in this thread. They're too big to be discreet. Thick pine forests, especially the temperate rainforests of the Pacific Northwest, are extremely dense. Sighting anything is a bitch there, and something could walk 10 feet away from you and you could not notice. This isn't an exaggeration, this has been documented with human-made trails and animals with tracking devices. They must leave some evidence behind. Especially a carcass. I travel and hike in nature a lot. I have only once seen a large animal carcass, which was a caribou carcass in Denali, and then only Bacuasa guide led me to it. What struck me most about the carcass was that it had been there for a little over a day, and the thing was almost completely skeletonized, with the bones strewn about in an unrecognizable fashion. I've heard about people who have been backpacking for their whole lives who have never even come across a carcass like that. We live in the age of smartphones, how are they undocumented? Harkening back to the only XKCD I disagree with, this argument is getting more and more common. What people don't realize is that we do have a lot of smartphone pictures slash videos of Bigfoot-like creatures. But smartphone cameras are bad quality than people realize, especially for wildlife photography. And we also live in the age of another game changer. Photoshop. It's impossible to tell which ones are real. So. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. All are excused as fake. I was about eight, my sister was six or seven. My family and I had went camping about an hour north of Kingfisher Lake in northern Ontario. It was a routine camping weekend, fishing, hiking, fires, etc. Well, on the second day we were there, my dad was chopping up some firewood and had asked me to go grab some kindling and to take my sister along. No problem, off we went. We made it about I want to say 100 or so yards away into a small clearing in the woods. Within shouting distance if need be. I was gathering twigs and handing them off to my sister when I smelled a smell. The kind of smell that smells smelly. If I had to describe it it was a mixture of wet dog fur, fish, pine, damp wood and hot dog melting on a city sidewalk. The smell was so bad it made my eyes water and I suggested we go back, 
thinking it was a carcass, and if it was a carcass, that means there's predators around. I turn around to tell my sister we're leaving when I notice something against a tree in the distance a few meters away. I for sure thought it was a bear and so I panicked and ran towards my sister to grab her arm and GTFO. As I approached though, I must have startled this thing because what once was just a mass of indistinguishable brown something behind a tree stood up and turned so it was standing profile. I will never, never ever forget what I saw that day. It is engraved to deeply into my memory that I will carry it with me for the rest of my life. It stood up, and I mean stood up. It had to have been eight feet tall, its face was almost human-like, but with eight features. Sloped brow, protruded lips and the back of its head was flat with a cone-like ship on top like a gorilla. I was frozen with fear, but I wanted desperately to get out of there. I very quietly called to my sister, who was maybe 10 feet away from me at this point still gathering twigs, let's go mom called us back. I slowly walked over to her, my eyes locked on this thing the entire time. As soon as I grabbed her hand it looked at me. It looked at me and I'm getting shivers typing this. Its eyes were narrowed, black and terrifying. As soon as it all happened, it was over. It ran faster than anything I have ever seen run into the bush and that was my ordeal over with. To this day, nobody I tell this story to will believe me, but I don't care. I know I'm not crazy and I know what I saw. I saw a Sasquatch. I saw Bigfoot once, but I've told that story before, so instead I'll tell you about the barn monkey. Lived in the country, we had two alpacas and maybe ten chickens at the time. Every night at dusk, I'd go lock the girls up. My chickens had a secure coop to keep out the wildlife, and would retreat to it at dusk. You couldn't lock them up early, because at that point you're trying to herd chickens, and good luck with that. The trick was to wait for it to be dark enough that they were all inside, but not so long that they had company in the barn. So, one night I hear my alpacas doing there there's a scary thing. Sound, so I went to lock up the chickens and check it out. The alpacas were at the far end of their pasture just absolutely losing their grind, but the chickens were in the barn silent. Usually there's squabbles over the best perches and a few last-minute rooster rapes, but tonight they were petrified. So I walk into the barn on high alert. It's a very small barn, three unused goat stalls, the secure coop, a hay loft above the stalls, and an open space that was maybe 10 times 10 feet. To access the coop door, you had to walk through the open area of the barn. In the dark. I did this literally every night, and I was never afraid. There wasn't electricity run out to the barn, but I didn't use any light, or even the flashlight on my phone. But it was still dusk, so you could kinda see inside. I took two or three steps in and sensed movement up in the rafters. We had lost a few chickens to possums and raccoons, as well as fox, so when I looked up I expected to see a raccoon or possum. Nope. Perched on a rafter, 
maybe seven feet over the top of my head and several feet to the right was a monkey staring at me. I clapped my hands and stomped my feet on the plank floor to scare it off and was successful. The creature, whatever it was, leapt from beam to beam until it disappeared into the hayloft. I know my local critters at least passingly well. That was no possum, way too big, limbs were much longer than a possum. This was no raccoon, whatever I saw was slightly larger, and had very short fur with a rather flexible tail, even a raccoon with severe mange wouldn't fit the bill. I logically know it wasn't a monkey, and I never saw it again, but I still can't tell you what it was. I used a flashlight in the barn for a few weeks after that. I saw a hellhound. Well, something like a hellhound anyway. It was a ghost dog or something. It was stupidly late, around 3 a.m., I had been up all night playing games when I had to piss really bad. I left my room, walked out, and looked down the hall. And blocking the light on the floor from the bathroom, the left exit of the upstairs bathroom is a stairwell that goes downstairs. My parents kept a light on in the stairwell as a nightlight, was this giant black mass laying down on the floor. It was dog-shaped. I'd say it was as large as a Doberman. From where I standing, I could slightly see it moving up down, like it was breathing. I was paralyzed with fear. I stood there for roughly five minutes watching this thing lay there. I finally managed to convince my legs to move and rush and turn on the light about five feet away from where I was standing. In the two tilde seconds it took to cross the gap and turn the light on I saw a flash of red, like an eye opening and the black mass moved slightly and when I turned the light on. Nothing. There was nothing there. I know what I saw though. Aside from Reddit, I've never told anyone about it, but I know what I saw that night. There was a ghost dog or something laying there in the hallway. I used to live in Plattsburgh, New York, on the shores of Lake Champlain. Go ahead and Google it. There is allegedly a resident lake monster named Champy who lives there. It's supposed to be like the Loch Ness Monster, a plesiosaur-type creature. People talk about him and report sightings all the frigging time. I've never once believed for a minute that any such creature existed. One of my majors was philosophy, and I am a very critical, analytical thinker. The other major was biological anthropology, and I have always had enough ammunition to shoot down most claims of humans or mythical creatures. I also am a huge outdoorsman, and spend quite a bit of time outside, in the woods, on the water perusing game. One summer a few years ago I was doing just that. I was out on a friend's boat in northern Lake Champlain practicing for an FLW fishing tournament. We were in about 15 feet of water when all of a sudden something I cannot explain breaches the water 15 or 20 yards away. The portion of the animal I saw was 4 feet long, and very wide. It was a dark grey color with no scales. It was there and gone in the space of four seconds. 
It simply broke the surface and dove back into the water. It looked exactly like a whale breaching, although the impression of size that I got was more dolphin-like. To me it looked exactly like a harbor seal, of which there are none whatsoever in northern New York. It could have been an otter, but if it was, it was an exceedingly large fat-ass otter. If it was a beaver, it was not only in the dead wrong habitat for a beaver, but it would also be an absolute world record size beaver. Lake Sturgeon is also out of the question as the coloration was incorrect. We didn't mark anything on the fish finder, it was headed in the opposite direction, and it did not ask us for 3.50. But I genuinely do not have a rational explanation for what I witnessed. Compound this with the fact that scientists from the Vermont side of the lake a year earlier who were using digital sound collecting equipment in the lake have confirmed that something in Lake Champlain uses echolocation. This could be faulty equipment, but the phenomena was well documented and repeated at a different time elsewhere in the lake from my understanding. I have no good explanation for what I saw. But I can say without a shadow of a doubt, whatever it was is absolutely what people claim to be champy. When I was about 10 years old I went on a field trip with my 4th grade class to a summer camp. For the most part, it was a typical experience. Rafting, bad food in the mess hall, hiking, campfires, etc. Hell one of my friends did the typical movie thing and brought dirty magazines from home. We were supposed to be there for 4 days, I only lasted about 2. It was late at night cause I stayed up to do the trash duty and clean the mess hall. After I picked up the final granola bar wrapper I made my way to the showers to clean up before turning in for the night. Halfway through, I hear a loud shuffling sound outside the showers. I stop what I'm doing and listen intently, but the shuffling stops. I assume it's my friends pranking me as they typically do, and get out of the showers. Just to put this into perspective, the showers and the boys' cabins are a good walk away with no way to illuminate your surroundings, that's why they shower before dark and with groups, to make sure nobody gets lost. For someone like me who's by himself having to navigate his way through the woods, it's pretty terrifying. To make matters worse, the flashlight I brought was back at the cabin. So I was stuck having to navigate my way back with a piece of bad lantern that barely gave me enough light. So anyway, I grab the lantern, and start my walk to the cabins. About halfway through I hear this ungodly loud moan coming from right in front of me. I panic and drop the lantern, running in the opposite direction of the sound, I can't see anything and in my haste I fall on something. I examine the thing I fell on and realize it's squishy and soaking wet. I hear the moaning again from behind me and book it to the direction of the cabins. I'm instantly greeted by three flashlights and concerned looks. Apparently the other campers heard the moans and the counselors went to investigate, only to find me. Covered in head to toe in blood. They brought me back to the cabins and I'm immediately bombarded with questions about what I saw. My friends shut them up after a while. The next day I went home. Could you blame me? I was not gonna stay there after the stuff I've been through. 
I almost forgot about this incident until a while ago when I was reminiscing about this with one of my friends who stayed at the camp. I asked him what happened after I left and what he told me sent a shiver up my spine. Apparently after I left, the moans at night got louder and closer to the cabins and freaked everyone out, and as for that big mound I fell on, while the counselors were investigating the source of the moaning, they found a deer on the trail I was on. The head was ripped clean off, and its entrails were laying in a separate pile next to the carcass. That's my encounter. To this day, it remains the scariest experience I've ever had in my life. Everyone I've told thinks that I'm full of BS, but my friends who were there always defend me. I still don't know what the F was in the woods that night. Update. Thanks for taking the time to read my encounter. It means a lot. I keep seeing comments saying that the moaning was a mountain lion, but I have my doubts. The moan sounded to high to come from a mountain lion. My girlfriend on the other hand had an idea. She think the thing I saw is a creature called the wampus cat, which is apparently a mythological half-woman, half-cat monster that stalks the woods of East Tennessee, aka where I live. That's as far as the leads go. I'll update if further info comes to light. My dad and I were hunting in the mountains north of Idaho City. It was about twilight and we were hiking back to the car. We began to smell something terrible. Like burning bone and hair. It was the worst stench I've ever experienced. The smell got worse as we kept hiking. We could hear what we thought was someone or something running at a great rate of speed from behind us. My dad grabbed me and held my face to his chest and dropped to the ground. I held close to him as the running got louder. Dad readied his rifle. I heard him say oh no. Son, stand up. Walk with me. Look at the ground. Terrified I stood. Stupid me turned around and looked. There was the remains of an elk. The head looked like it had been put in a blast furnace. The hair on the body was all singed. The hoofs looked melted. The running was gone. We moved closer to the car. It was now nearly dark. About 100 yards from the car, we heard the running again and we froze. All of a sudden the forest lit up like noonday. We heard a very loud whoosh, and it was gone. The forest was dark. It was quiet. Dead still. We booked it to the car. Threw our gear in the back seat and drove. I kept my head down and just cried. Dad was stoic and silent. Halfway out of the woods we saw the light again. Bright as ever. But just for a second. And then it was gone again. Made it back to Idaho City and stopped at the gold mine grill to regroup. Went inside and there was another hunter in there. He looked at us and said, y'all see that thing? He just stared and drank. I've been dealing with seeing stuff like this for practically my entire life. I deal with hypnagogia, which is a condition that causes me to have extremely vivid hallucinations as I begin to fall asleep.
Ever since I was about seven I have dealt with seeing monsters, ghosts, aliens and pretty much anything else my mind could cook up, all hanging out in my bedroom. Needless to say, it scared the crap out of me for years. Although I've gotten used to it and generally ignore the things I now see, one story sticks with me. My great uncle Bob died when I was eight. The night after his funeral, I dreamed he walked past my bedroom door, wearing entirely white. He stopped and looked in on me, and then with a smile continued down the hall. I remember it being the first time I experienced one of these dreams and wasn't scared. Well, the next morning at breakfast, completely unprompted, my mom talked about this wonderful dream she had where Bob came into her room and sat with her. That was too much for me. I exploded into tears and was inconsolable. The thought that I had then, and I still sometimes deal with today. If Bob was really there, what other things that I had seen were really there too. I was hiking in Gosgenen in Switzerland when I was a kid along with my parents and several of my relatives. We stopped to eat something along the way and me and two of my cousins went exploring for a bit. We found several half-hidden holes the size of basketballs. The holes were completely dark so we decided to start throwing stuff inside to see how deep it was. We couldn't actually hear the noise of the stones falling down, but after throwing stuff inside, we suddenly heard a voice from inside the hole clearly yell stuff in some weird language that we couldn't understand. My cousin starts trying to talk with the thing. It responded in guttural language that's when we decided to get the F out. Everyone decided to get the F out and we told our parents, they said that it was the Bergist, a mountain spirit that protects and lives under the mountains. I live in Victoria. Kind of near the Streslecki but not really, rumor has it a big cat escaped around there. Anyway once I went to see my dad and although I've only met him a couple of times he seems like an honest man and definitely a non-believer in ghosts or whatever. Anyway he just inherited this black dog, Molly a black Kelpie X, a beautiful friendly dog. He also inherited a cow too. Anyway, one night he got home and noticed a few people standing by his mailbox so he walked down his driveway, it's fairly long and there's a fair few trees and bushes, and greets them, asks them what they're doing there. He lives on a few acres and the road isn't one you would go for walks along or whatever. It was odd to have people standing at his mailbox. The people tell him they saw a huge black cat. They said it stood higher than waist height and ran into the bushes. They were all raving on about it. Anyway a few minutes later Molly comes running out from nowhere and they all start shitting bricks and point saying it's the cat. My dad just laughs and says it's Molly and thinks they're idiots and goes back to his house thinking how silly these people are. The next night he's doing some work behind his house and all of a sudden Molly comes running in terrified. She darts straight past him and hides under the house. He couldn't get her to come out. He said she was freaked by something. Anyway his cow is in the direction Molly ran from and he decided to go and get his cow and bring her closer to his house. 
He said not long after he said he heard the craziest sound. He'd never heard anything like it. He said it was so loud he called his friend and they were trying to figure out what it was. He is surrounded in bushland. He knows his animals. He's lived in bushland in Queensland, traveled all over Australia but he had never heard anything like it. He thinks the neighbors from the night before had seen a cat and it came back the next night. I also looked up on YouTube big cat sightings in the area I live and there's a few news articles. It's interesting. I do apologize for any errors, bad formatting and poor wording as I'm on my phone. I was on vacation in Minnesota once with my family, and my sister and I were out on the dock by a lake. I was 13, and my sister was about 24. She was on the dock texting or doing something, I didn't know, and I was sitting around in a boat, pretty close to the shore, looking through the water at the fish below. I was a little bored, dropping things into the lake because I thought it was interesting to watch how the fish interacted with items dropped in from above. They would avoid them, but without ever really seeming to notice the objects themselves. They just noticed the impact on the water above them and adjusted accordingly. But this isn't about the fish. Next I saw this anchor type thing with a rope attached to it and decided to go ahead and drop it in. It was kind of shaped like a really heavy metal plate with a pillar in the center that you tied the rope to. Immediately after I dropped I realized the rope wasn't tied to anything on the other end. Oops. But then a second later something weird happened. I heard this rushing noise and the surface of the water became unstable, and I backed up, and suddenly this massive plume of water came out of the water, like some kind of freak inverted whirlpool or something. I was too terrified and fascinated to look away, but my sister ran over and started screaming at me to run away, and we both fled in terror until we were back at the house. We told our dad. He did not believe us. We went back to the lake. Other than water in places that would only make sense if it had rained recently, there wasn't really any evidence to support the story. Nobody believed us. Years later I kind of doubted it myself, so without giving her any information on my memory of it, I asked my sister what her recollection of the incident was. She remembered it the same way I did with the exception of I thought she saw me throw the anchor in and she says she wasn't looking in my direction when I did that, so she doesn't know how exactly the thing started. She did also confirm though, that it was taller than her, so I wasn't just thinking that is tall because I was 13. What the hell happened? Did I unwittingly open a gas pocket beneath a lake in Minnesota? Did I wake up some kind of invisible water spout generating fish? What could cause that? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I didn't see anything, but heard. I lived in rural Massachusetts. To anyone who's familiar that means miles of woodland with spaced out suburban areas in between. I was walking down my grandfather's logging trail getting ready for his funeral. I'm also an avid mushroom collector, so I'm always walking slowly and staring at the ground. Friends hate me. So I get to this cool little white capped mushroom and stop to take a close-up picture of it. That's when I heard it. The best way I can describe it was as if someone with a lot of flesh on his knuckles were punching a tree. Now, I know what deer sound like when they stomp to protect their children slash or smashing antlers on trees. I've heard bear, fisher cat, moose, pretty much any animal in western Massachusetts that exists. So, naturally, I looked up, freaked out. It was so rhythmic. Thud. 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 It went on for minutes at the same pace. So, being the curious person that I am, I let out a whistle that couldn't be mistaken for a bird. Note, I'm looking in the direction of the thudding can see out 75 to 100 yards through my grandfather's well-trimmed trees, and see, nothing, right after my whistle, I hear a low quick whistle back. My first though is oh it must be some asshole logger scoping the land past the no trespassing gate, ignorant, I know. So I yell out hello? Pretty much as loudly as I could. Then, whatever it was, ran away faster than I've ever hear a human being run. 
and using my experience with deer slash dogs slash moose slash bear, I assessed that I couldn't possibly rationalize it being a four-legged creature. I know what they sound like running, and this was much closer to a two-legged creature, I'm 100% positive on that. What doesn't make sense, however, is that that two-legged creature that ran away from me, faster than any two-legged creature I have ever heard before, also sounded like it was at minimum, 250 pounds, the steps were loud, and frantic. A lot of people believe Bigfoot has a spiritual connection to the forests it remains in, and thus, the creatures in it as well. I do not find it a coincidence that this happened the day of my grandfather's funeral. I ran all the way home. I work as a field biologist, and this last summer I had what I would call my closest experience with the paranormal. We would drive around on ATVs all night with spotlights looking for prairie chickens. One night my boss and I were working together, our co-workers were at another site about 5 miles away and we'd made plans to meet up if either of our groups finished up in our respective areas. Anyways, it's about 4 o'clock in the morning, very dark out, and my boss and I both noticed the grass on a hilltop opposite us was illuminated. As though someone had parked their truck on the other side and turned their brights on lighting up their side of the hill. It was coming from the direction and general distance our trucks were from us, so my boss and I decided to head that way assuming our co-workers were meeting up with us. We drive the tilde half a mile to the hilltop, when we finally crest, all we see are the reflectors of our parked trucks in the distance. No lights, no vehicles, nobody nearby. Mind you, we were working in incredibly remote areas in Wyoming. The roads in and out were treacherous, there's no possible way someone snuck a truck in and out to spook us without us seeing them. This was prairie, we could see everything around us for miles. We saw that light, but now it was nowhere to be seen. Anyways, that was weird. was on a four-day canoeing trip with friends in a remote part of the southeast United States back when I was a young teen. We were up late, built a bonfire, goofed off as young boys do. I'm sure we were making a lot of noise. Eventually the fire died down to coals and we just sat around it talking when we heard a distant high-pitched scream. It freaked us out for a little bit, but eventually we forgot about it and went back to talking. A while later one of my friends pointed to the opposite bank of the river and says guys, what is that? We looked, and standing there in the trees was a huge silhouette of some figure watching us. It was faint, but it was illuminated by the full moon, and it was huge. We just kind of stared at it in shock for a moment before backing away. We went to get our friend's dad and some flashlights. He was intent on showing us that nothing was there. We got back to the spot and it was still there. We shined our flashlights on it but it wasn't enough to get a better look, but the thing's eyes shone red with the reflection of our flashlights. We watched it watching us for a bit, and it walked up along an embankment, then walked back and disappeared into the woods. 
That was more than a decade ago and we rarely talk about it. We were all pretty freaked out. When I was little my family owned a cabin on a lake in rural Appalachia. It was pretty remote at the time though it's been more heavily developed over the past 10 years. Anyways, when we would go to the cabin we would often go for picnics in a huge field at the edge of a farmer's field. One day we set up our picnic spot at the edge of a very steep hill. At the bottom of the hill the field met the tree line of a very large forest. I was too young to remember everything that happened but this is what I was told by my sister and my parents. We were sitting on the field eating when my dad heard really loud banging coming from the bottom of the hill where the tree line met the field. He walked to the crest of the hill and saw an enormous white creature standing on two feet and taking large logs and throwing them over its head to bang it off of tree trunks to make the loud noise. He showed my mom, she saw it and we decided to pack up and leave. They were creeped out. Now my parents are very sane and rational people so they never really talked about it out of fear of sounding insane. No one really wants to claim they saw a Bigfoot. Well about four years ago we were having Christmas with my aunt and her family who would also frequent a cabin on the same lake. We ended up talking about the cabin and were sharing memories when my aunt said she had an absolutely unbelievable story that she had never shared with anyone besides my uncle. She would always make wild blackberry jam in the fall so she would often go picking for blackberries. One day she said she thought she saw a bear in the distance eating blackberries and that it scared the hell out of her but she continued to pick and watched it in the distance for a while. Well. Eventually the thing she thought was a bear stood up, revealed its white coat of hair, and walked away on two feet into the woods. Obviously, we immediately shared our story and everyone was in awe that we had seen the same thing at approximately the same time, the late 1980s. I decided to do a little research and it turns out there were a ton of sightings of this thing in the late 80s and someone was actually so convinced that what he saw was Bigfoot that he dedicated the rest of his life to finding it again. You can look it up. There are numerous reports of people seeing this thing around the time my family saw it. I am not sure I really believe that this guy found the Bigfoot again, but he claims he found three of them together two big and brown and one with thick white fur. An exact description of what my parents and aunt independently confirmed. I don't really know what to think. The rational part of me knows it probably wasn't Bigfoot, but I respect everyone in my family's sanity and intellect and everyone was convinced that what they saw was not a bear and was covered in thick white fur and walked on two legs. I don't know how you can explain that away. This is one I don't like to talk about, but I will. Last year, my mom called me freaking out that my father had left the house with a gun. He had been acting weird for a while so I left work to come home. We kept calling him only to receive voicemail. We'd text him only to receive back I'm so sorry for everything. I went home to see if he had come back. I get home and I search the house for my dad. I had no idea where he was. I decide to call my mom and see if she had any luck. 
My phone gave off the most ear-shattering scream I ever heard. You know how in the Bible the possessed man describes himself as legion? My phone sounded like a multitude of shrieks. That scream rang throughout the whole house. I asked my mom if she heard anything and she said no. I asked if a motorcycle or loud vehicle passed by and she said no. My father killed himself that day. I'm usually not superstitious, but after he died it felt like a shadow was lifted off my family. I fully believe he was being oppressed. I've seen a couple different things all of them confirmed by other witnesses. But the most interesting one happened while I was camping in British Columbia at a place called Sugar Lake. I was probably 13 at the time and it was pretty late about midnight and I was with my older cousins who had just started drinking and stolen a couple beers for themselves. The three of us were just small talking and staring at the stars like teenagers do and I noticed what I thought to be the slowest shooting star I have ever seen. Had the classic long tail behind it and as I was pointing it out it decided to stop for a second and then proceed to do figure eights U-turns and maneuvers across the sky for about 5 minutes and then took off at extreme speed over the horizon. So after that me and my cousins were talking about it try to figure out what it could be and obviously we were convinced it was a UFO and while we are talking about what it could be came back and did some more maneuvers like before. It was at that point that I noped out of there never been so terrified to sleep in a tent in my life. Now that I'm an adult I happen to be an aircraft mechanic and I know for a fact that no conventional aircraft can perform maneuvers like I saw that night. Both the stops and tight turns and the hypersonic acceleration with no sonic boom. Also the normal aircraft would not give off light or leave glowing trail behind it. I don't know what we saw and I'm reluctant to talk about it, but screw it. I need to tell this story to someone outside the group. What I'm about to tell you actually happened, and I'm still freaked out about it 25 years later. Every Friday a group of us would get together to play board games at Jay's house. I'm changing the names of my friends, Jay lived with her parents and her older brother who was never home. There were nine of us present and playing Pictionary. We were having fun when Jay's dad came storming in. He was typically the coolest guy I knew, kind and soft-spoken with a heart like no one else. The last two months he'd been changing though. His whole demeanor towards us as friends, his kids, his work, all of it had become a source of anger for him. I hadn't heard the whole story yet. So I was simply trying to avoid him as much as I could and still have fun at his house. Jay's dad was super pissed about the noise we were making and told us to quiet it down. His wife was playing the game with us, and when she spoke back to him about his unreasonable approach he struck her right in front of all of us. She fell on the floor and we were all dumbstruck. Jay's dad was not a hitter. I'd been to their house so often, mostly to hang with Jay and I'd never witnessed any domestic violence or seen a single bruise from someone getting slapped or hit. Jay's dad turned to Jay's best girlfriend and when he spun to face her we all saw it. It was deep blue, like nearly purple, like water at night.
It was rounded like a tick body, and I'd estimate nine inches across, a foot high and attached to his back like a leech. I can't describe its body more than that. It was attached to his back along his spine, over his shirt and directly between his shoulder blades. Jay reached out her hand, she was standing by him now, and asked her dad what that was on his back. Despite all the noise happening with his tirade he stopped. He stood up, looked at her and she walked towards him. In retelling this story she said she was trying to touch it. This thing, whatever it was, detached from his back and I swear it just floated there for a moment. Jay's dad was dumbfounded, he stood like he was comatose. Jay put her hand out towards it again and her mom grabbed her. We all stared at it for a second, watching this watery, tick-like body floating in the middle of the living room. It was only a second or less to be clear. We've all talked about what happened next, and it's still the scariest thing I've ever experienced, but I'll try and describe it best I can. The deep blue spot didn't make a sound, it seemed to rob the room of sound, meaning it got quiet but quiet with white noise if that makes sense. It got smaller and farther away at the same time without moving from where it was. Does that make sense? It diminished. There was no popping sound or anything when it left, but the air felt less heavy. Jay's dad collapsed. Two days later Jay's dad got a blood clot in his brain and died. Jay to this day thinks it was some sort of supernatural force. Jay had a severe medical problem that had self-corrected some months back. When they were cleaning out her dad's stuff they found a bunch of crazy stuff dealing with the occult. She wouldn't go in much detail about it, and they threw it all away, burnt all they found. She thinks her dad traded his soul for her health. I don't know what happened, and after seeing that I'm open to many interpretations of what it could have been. I really hope it wasn't what Jay seems to think it was. Her dad was too cool of a guy to go like he did, so suddenly. So maybe he did. I don't know. I've never heard of anyone other than our circle seeing anything like this before, and part of me really hopes it's just our imagination playing up an event like people seeing a weather balloon and convincing each other it was an alien spaceship, but I can't unsee that thing. It was there, and then it was gone and my friend's dad died two days later. And oh. While I was typing this out on my phone my friend Jay's mom just hit me up on messenger. I haven't spoken with her in at least 10 years. Okay. I'm going to post this before I lose my nerve. My girlfriend and I were driving along a country road. We slowed down because a man, whose house was next to the road, had a spotlight on something at the wood line. It was large, shaggy, and hunched over. It would sway a little bit as if unsure where to go. The landowner had three hunting dogs that were going nuts barking, but they would not step one foot in the direction of that animal. Trained hunting animals that went after bears and whatnot, scared shitless. The man just kept repeating softly, what the F is that? It eventually lumbered off into the woods, the way it moved reminded me of an ape, 
Not a lot of those in the woods of Wisconsin. It never moved fast at all. Still no idea what it was. I've told this one before on a similar thread. When I was about 17, I was at my friend's apartment building, which his parents owned. We had an apartment to hang out in on the top floor and used to go to the roof to smoke. One night, we were about to go up, but I had to pee, so I told him I'd meet him up there. After I was done, I went up the stairs to the attic portion that was connected to the roof. There were no lights, so we always used our phones to guide us. It was an old building and the attic was creepy and cluttered all the time. As I made my way to the roof door, I saw a shadow pass by me. I followed the direction it went thinking it was my friend. I kept saying that I knew it was him and to stop playing around. It passed me a few more times, when I heard my friend's voice from downstairs. He got a call from his girlfriend and was in another room talking to her the whole time. I have no idea what that shadow figure was, but it really freaked me out. I told my friend what happened and that I did not want to go back up there. He believed me and instead of us going to the roof, we went for a walk. My friends and I didn't believe in ghosts so just for fun we went to a haunted hotel and stayed in the most haunted room to see if we could contact a ghost. We mostly played video games until around 1am and then said okay let's try this. We expected to get nothing and go back to video games, but surprising happened. We set a flashlight in the bathroom and said okay if there is a ghost turn that flashlight on. Lo and behold. The thing turns on and we all flip out. We say okay, now turn it off. And IT turns off. Long story short, we tell the spirit we will ask questions and if the answer is yes, turn it back on. If the answer is no, leave it off. We have a 10 minute conversation with the thing. Craziest thing in my life. Hearing someone tell a story is one thing, but being there, Confirming that there is an afterlife, made that one thing I'll never forget. And I don't blame you if you don't believe me, because you have to have been there to believe it. Edit. Anyone wondering where it was at, the place is called Manresa Castle in northern Washington. I forgot the room number but it was whichever room the girl went suicide in, you can look it up online. My summer after high school on 2004, me and my. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Buddy were walking down a fairly well used road his house was off of at about 2 am. It was dark but the moon was bright so weren't using flashlights. We both stopped dead in our tracks when a gorilla looking thing walked straight across the road on its hind legs. We didn't move for say anything for a good 30 seconds then I whispered to him did you see the gorilla thing? He just took off running the other way so I followed suit. When we got back he said he thought he was hallucinating until I said I saw it too. Another night, we were always sneaking out and stuff, we heard the most bizarre noises like two apes fighting in his neighborhood behind some houses. We would walk around trying to see what it could be. Nobody ever came outside or anything despite trees shaking and motion sensor lights tripping around the areas and these hellish fight noises. Eventually we were just like f that whatever is going on between Bigfoots we don't want no part of. We were still kids then. My mom was away, and my cousin and her boyfriend had come over for pizzas. After dinner my cousin and I turned on the TV to see a show, me sitting on an armchair and she sitting lounging on the couch. While her boyfriend studied for his exams, he was sitting on the other armchair, the one farther away from the TV. My cousin promptly fell asleep. Halfway through the show, I can't explain it, because I wasn't actually seeing him, but there was a bearded guy in a 70s brown corduroy suit standing next to the TV. He was leaning forward to have a better look of what was going on on the TV and was apparently very interested in it. I looked over at my cousin and, while she still looked half asleep, she had raised her head from the couch and was squinting in the general direction of where I knew the guy was, like she was trying to see something that wasn't there. Her boyfriend was still studying, oblivious to our guest. Just as sudden as I knew the guy was there, he stopped being there and I continued to watch the show, while my cousin went back to sleep, like nothing had happened. Later. After she woke up, we decided to play some cards. Suddenly I fell a chill down my spine and cracked a joke about that night being haunted and then looked at her, trying to gauge her reaction. She took a while, but suddenly seemed to register what I said and asked what I meant by that, looking scared. I pointed to where the guy had been before, and all color drained from her face and she started shaking. The guy in the brown suit? You mean that wasn't a dream? This was ions ago and her now husband still mocks us about this, but we know we hang out with someone that night. When I was maybe 12 to 13 years old my parents and I were driving to the mall but on our way the highway passes a large open swampy area. But as we went but I see this tan colored thing that I can best describe as a starving horse with a odd looking deer head. I saw this but it had to be about 150 to 200 yards away but it was huge like the size of a Clydesdale horse and it just stood there with its front legs on a tree stump. It looked as if it was scanning the swamp. I made no mention of it to my parents but when we came back it wasn't there. This is around upstate New York by the way and I know what mountain lions look like but they're not common in my area so I honestly don't know what I saw.
My family was on a skiing holiday in Austria. We went to the same place every year, Mulbach im Hochkönig, and always got those nice rooms with windows facing a mountain with the slope you use at the end of the day to get to the bus. It was about 23 and my brother and I were smoking out of the window looking towards the mountain. We noticed a light on the slope, traveling upwards. It was quite fast but we thought it was just a piston route. Don't know the English word. You know those big machines that make slopes even again after a day of skiing. You could clearly make out the piste even in the dark, because the piste was white and the tree line black. Things got weird when that light didn't stop at the tree line and just kept traveling upwards along the mountain. When it reached the top it seemed to pause in mid-air and then just moved upwards until it was gone. It was much faster now though than when traveling the mountainside. First I thought I'm just seeing things, but when I turned to look at my brother he just had this baffled face. We talked about it and a UFO is the only explanation we came up with, since change of speed and direction like this is not possible if it's not some kind of operated vehicle. We still talk about it sometimes today, and I'm glad I wasn't standing there alone and actually have someone I trust who saw it too.